Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to Top 5 from The Ray Taylor Show, where each week I rank movies in a variety of categories, from franchise and subgenre to directors and actors. No film is left unwatched as I break down my top five picks. So join me every Sunday for new episodes and get ready to dive into the world of film with top five from the Ray Taylor Show. Hey, born fish, born aficionados, you've treadstoned your way into another thrilling episode of Top Five, and trust me, today's topic is bound to be an absolute asset for action junkies. Get ready. Because we're diving deep into the world of black ops programs, shaky cam fights, and memory games. From the amnesiac amnesiac spy we've grown to love to the dark, uh, convoluted conspiracies of Operation Blackbriar and Treadstone, the Bourne series has taken us on a wild ride across the globe. Whether you're a fan of the rooftop chases in Tangier, uh, nerve-wracking manhunts in Berlin, or high-speed chases in Moscow, the Bourne movies have always delivered. Now, before we've Bourne Ultimatum our way through the rankings, let's take a moment. Remember, these movies gave us not just Jason Bourne, but also show- showcased what happens when the puppet masters become the prey. And who could forget the iconic Mini Cooper chase scene or Bourne's resourcefulness, turning magazines and books into deadly weapons. But of course, it's not just about the action. The Bourne franchise delves deep into the psyche of a man lost, trying to piece together his past while being relentlessly pursued by the very organization that made him. From Moby's iconic extreme ways echoing through our ears after each film to the mind-bending twists and turns, these series sure knows how to leave an impression. But enough born supremacy talk. Let's do what we do best here. In the world of shaky cameras and even shakier allegiances, we're breaking down the top five born movies. Brace yourselves. Because things are about to get identifying. <laughs> Let the countdown begin. Uh, I love doing these franchise reviews. Uh, it, they do get tricky, though. I have to take detailed notes, right? It's so easy to forget what happens in what movies. They all bleed together, especially when a franchise like this is, you know, all containing one cohesive storyline aside from one of these movies that feels more like a spin-off uh it can get a little confusing and i've learned the hard way in the early days of top five uh, doing uh, my rankings of mission impossible and probably even the fast and the furious franchise just how easy it can be to forget what happens in each movie so uh I do enjoy doing these and just I take detailed notes to make sure I know that way I can accurately accurately rank them. Um, And I have a clear cut ranking on this. I do love all these movies, which is I I hadn't seen all of them. 
but I'd seen many of them, and it's but it's been a while, so I've enjoyed the rewatch of of all of these movies. It is an amazing franchise, and taking the notes for these movies also helps me keep track of the storylines. The storylines of Treadstone and Blackbriar and what the the government is doing, constantly trying to attack Jason when he's just trying to live his own life. But I love these movies. And But there's a clear cut. Although the bottom two movies, I could swap back and forth depending on my mood. And the top two movies, I could swap back and forth depending on my mood. But my my ranking in this episode i would say is is probably my more definitive ranking of the born movies uh so let's get it started shall we with the first film my fifth favorite of the born franchise this one uh, you know this one could almost be a different movie and i might have even enjoyed this movie if it was just uh, its own movie and not trying to be part of this franchise. But coming in at number five, still a fun movie. Coming in at number five is The Bourne Legacy. This came out in 2012, directed by Tony Gilroy. Uh, This is action thriller. Uh, In this movie, you have Jeremy Renner, Rachel Weisz, Edward Norton, Joan Allen, Albert Finney, Stacey Keach, Oscar Isaac, among many others. Great cast. Probably the most stacked cast out of all of the Bourne films. Uh, the Bourne Legacy diverges from the primary narrative of Jason Bourne, who is played by Matt Damon in the earlier films, and introduces a new protagonist, Aaron Cross, played by Jeremy Renner. Cross is an operative from Operation Outcome, uh, a Department of Defense Black Ops programs that enhances physical and mental abilities of their field agents through blue and green pills uh, referenced as uh, referred to in this as chems. Unlike Treadstone and Blackbriar, outcome agents have their abilities enhanced through these medical enhancements. The story kicks off when the public experience uh, exposure of the operations Blackbriar and Treadstone put outcome at risk, leading its supervisors to decide to terminate the program and eliminate all of the agents. Uh, this includes Aaron Cross, who is in Alaska for a training exercise. He survives an assassination attempt and realizes he's being targeted. In his quest to survive, he teams up with Dr. Marta Shearing, who's played by Rachel Weiss who's a biochemist who has been working on the chems that enhance the abilities of these outcome agents. As the story unfolds, Cross and Shearing are pursued relentlessly by the U.S. government while trying to evade capture. Cross seeks out Shearing not just to help in evading capture, but to find a way to rid himself of his dependence on the chems that enhance his ability. The duo embarks on a perilous journey to evade the operatives sent to capture them, all while uncovering deeper layers of government surveillance, deception, and conspiracy. While the earlier films in the Bourne series revolve around Jason Bourne's quest for identity, the Bourne legacy expands the universe by exploring the consequences and collateral damage of the events of the previous films. 
The film delves into a different kind of enhancement with the agents relying on drugs to maintain their peak physical and mental states, a departure from the brainwashing and training focus of the previous films. Jeremy Renner's portrayal of Aaron Cross gives the series a fresh face while retaining the gritty, action-packed essence of the franchise. The film cleverly interweaves its storyline with the events of The Bourne Ultimatum, making it a parallel narrative rather than direct, uh, in, in direct continu- uh, con- uh, <laughs> rather than a direct continuation. Which, if this movie was just its own movie, all you have to do is cut out that this, all the references to Jason Bourne. Um, Though The Bourne Legacy does not feature Jason Bourne, it enriches the overarching narrative by unveiling another facet of the covert world, showing the lengths to which government bodies will go to cover up their secrets and experiments. I would have liked this better if it wasn't part of the Bourne franchise, as I said. Uh, like, I didn't like the pharmaceutical enhancement aspect of this movie. Uh, it's just overall this movie not as smart as the other films uh, but there's still a lot of great actors in this uh, even the final assassin uh, that is after them feels more like a Terminator movie than a Jason Bourne movie uh, like he doesn't like there was no intelligence it's just more brute force uh, trying to chase him down but it was a really fun motorcycle chase Um and also the movie just kind of ends. There's no third act. It just kind of ends with them on a boat. Uh, so it's it's kind of a, a baffling movie in many aspects. But I, I enjoyed it. But it didn't feel like a Bourne movie to me. Uh, so for that reason, because it's the least Bourne of the Bourne movies. Um, and also not the best action and all of that great cast but still uh coming in number five is the born legacy moving on to my fourth favorite born film this is another one that could be easily at number five depending on my mood uh but you know at least it's a born film i could say this is a born film for sure i mean technically they all are but this one has the feeling of born because Coming in at number four is Jason Bourne, which is the most recent of the franchise. Hopefully the final film of the franchise. Came out in 2016. Directed by Paul Greengrass. Uh, This one, Matt Damon, of course. Tommy Lee Jones is great. Alicia Vikander is great. Vincent Cassell. Julia Stiles is back. Riz Ahmed is great in this as well, among other people. Uh, This is the fifth installment in the Bourne series. Jason Bourne uh, sees the return of Matt Damon to the titular role after the character's absence from the Bourne legacy. The film dives back into the world of Jason Bourne, a former Treadstone operative who has been living off the grid since uh, since uncovering the details about his past and the U.S. government's role in turning him into a super spy and assassin. The narrative kicks off when Nikki, uh, Nikki Parsons, played by Julia Stiles, a former Treadstone support operative, hacks into the CIA system to expose its black ops programs. During the hack, 
She stumbles upon classified documents about Bourne's recruitment into Treadstone and his father's mysterious role in it. She decides to contact Bourne with this information, pulling him out of the shadows. This revelation sets off a chain of events, with Bourne being pursued by the CIA's Heather Lee, played by Alicia Vikander, and director Robert Dewey, played by Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, Vincent Cassell plays the asset, an operative with a personal vendetta against Bourne, tasked with taking him down. As Bourne seeks answers regarding his father and his own recruitment into the program, he uncovers deeper layers of the government surveillance, betrayal, and manipulation. After not appearing in the Bourne legacy, Matt Damon's return was highly anticipated. His portrayal of Bourne remains consistent with the character's depth, intensity, and physical prowess. The film touches on contemporary issues like privacy, government surveillance, and the role of big tech in the modern espionage, particularly through the character of Aaron Collar, uh, Kalur, played by Riz Ahmed, who is a tech mogul, very much like a uh, Mark Zuckerberg type. Uh, true to the series, Jason Bourne offers numerous action-packed sequences, from car chases to hand-to-hand -to -hand combat, all choreographed in the franchise's signature gritty and realistic style. The film adds more layers to Bourne's backstory, specifically regarding his father's involvement in the program and the personal implications for Bourne. Directed by Paul Greengrass, who also helmed the Bourne Supremacy, uh, helmed the Bourne Supremacy and the Bourne Ultimatum. Ultimatum. Jason Bourne continues to explore the internal and external struggles of th its central character, showing the costs of a life built around covert operations and personal sacrifice. You have in this movie bare-knuckle street fighting, which I did not like. How you start, that's what, that's what Jason Bourne's been doing. Doing back alley bare knuckle street fights just the dumbest thing you could do uh just like get get brain damage for very little money i'm sure there is a great chase through riots in this movie that i thought was great uh a lot of references to snowden specifically with nikki parsons character i like the tech corporation angle far more than the drug uh, pharmaceutical angle in the previous film in Born Legacy. So I did enjoy the, the tech angle of it. Uh, there's a great high-speed chase on the Vegas Strip. There's a lot of fun, uh, but kind of unrealistic to have a high-speed chase on the Vegas Strip. is it's it, That would be like having a high-speed chase in, on you know the 405 in L.A. Uh, during... Uh, five o'clock when everybody's out to work it's just like things aren't moving very fast uh, but there is a great uh, scene where they're ch being chased on the Vegas Strip and uh, the the asset is driving a SWAT van and just plows through like 20 cars just instantly killing everybody that's in those cars as well Jason Bourne drives his car on top of the SWAT vehicle so the guy crashes the SWAT car into a casino. Uh, it just uh, an insane set piece at uh, the final chase of this movie. It's great action in this movie. Don't get me wrong. 
but it's definitely my least favorite movie with Jason Bourne. Um, right? That's why it's here at number four. You know? So, whatever. Because it's back. At least it's back to Jason Bourne. The, the titular character. Don't get me wrong. I like Renner. It was a fun movie. But, uh, you know... It just it, it didn't tie in with the Bourne franchise as much as I would have liked. Uh, but this one, at least we got Bourne back, but the movie had problems, had problems. I still liked it. I still like this movie a lot. But regardless, coming in at number four is Jason Bourne. Let's take a short break from this episode. Listeners, if you're an art lover like I am or simply someone who appreciates unique creativity, I've got something you'll adore. Dive into the world of The Many Faces, an ongoing series of mesmerizing ink paintings on paper. Each piece is a captivating blend of abstract and surreal, always presenting a face that tells its own story. The dedication behind this series is unmatched with new paintings being released daily. And if you're thinking about owning one, you're in luck you can start with a 4x6 painting for just $20. Original paintings. And if you desire something grander, there are larger sizes available with prices to match. Imagine having an original piece of art infused with emotion and mystery gracing your space. So if you're intrigued, don't wait. Go check out the entire collection and get your own at InspiredDisorder.com. Own a piece of creativity that truly stands out. Now let's get back to the show. Moving on to my third favorite movie in the Bourne franchise. This one is solidly at three. This one I would not move. Whereas the bottom two I would flip-flop. The top two I could flip-flop. But this one is solidly my third favorite film. Because you have kind of the core original trilogy and then you have the spin-off and then you have the kind of trying to bring the franchise back with Jason Bourne but the original 3 I I would say are a solid trilogy and they work great together out of that trilogy there is a clear least favorite and that is this one right here at number 3 and that movie is The Bourne Ultimatum this came out in 2007, directed by Paul Greengrass, starring Matt Damon, Julia Stiles, David Strathen, Scott Glenn, Patty uh, Cons- Considine, Edgar Ramirez, Albert Finney, Joan Allen, among many others. This is the third film in the Bourne series. The Bourne Ultimatum continues the story of Jason Bourne, played by Matt Damon, a former CIA assassin suffering from amnesia. The film picks up right after the events of the Bourne supremacy and sees Bourne continuing his quest to uncover the hidden truths about his past while being hunted by very uh, by the very agency that created him. The story is initiated when British journalist Simon Ross, played by Patty Considine, publishes an article about the operation Blackbriar, an upgrade to Project Treadstone. Bourne, realizing Ross might have information about his past by randomly seeing this tiny article in the paper as Bourne walks through a airport 
just happens to look over and happens to see this little article that's about him. Uh, there's a lot of coincidence in this movie, which is why it's one of the reasons why it's here at number three. But when Bourne realizes Ross may have information about his past, he attempts to meet him. Uh, this draws the attention of the CIA, leading to intense chases and Bourne's escape from multiple assassination attempts. As Bourne further unravels the secrets of his identity and the uh, inception of Treadstone, he faces off against various adversaries, including a formidable asset played by Edgar Ramirez. The quest for the answers leads Bourne back to New York City, where re revelations about his recruitment into Treadstone and his true identity come to light. The Bourne Ultimatum is celebrated for its realistic and intense action sequences, the Tangier chase scene culminating in hand-to-hand -hand combat sequences uh, stands out as one of the franchise's most memorable moments. Paul Greengrass's use of handheld cameras and quick edits creates a sense of immediacy and immersion, making the audience feel the tension and the urgency of uh, Bourne's journey. The film further delves into Bourne's uh, internal conflicts as he grapples with the moral implications of his past actions and seeks redemption. The return of characters like Nikki Parsons, played by Julia Stiles, adds depth to Bourne's relationship and choices. The Bourne Ultimatum ties up several narratives from threads from previous films, providing answers to lingering questions about Bourne's origins and the government's role in shaping his destiny. The culmination of the initial trilogy, the Bourne Ultimatum, is often lauded for its satisfying blend of intricate storytelling, character development, and action, providing a fitting conclusion at, at the time conclusion to, or continuation and at the time conclusion to Jason Bourne's compelling journey and se of self-discovery. They give him multiple people that function very much like Marie does in the first film, uh, whether it's Nikki Parsons or the reporter, uh, there is aspects where Bourne and Nikki's past. Uh, there's some, like there's I think they're trying to make they tried to make them a romantic couple, but I didn't buy it. There's scenes that mirror scenes from the first movie that I wasn't a fan of um, and just a lot of coincidences. It's not there. There's definitely a lot of smart aspects of this, but there's also just like he's on a rooftop and just happens to see her jump to another building, happens to see the assassin. There's like a lot of happenstance in this um, and not quite as smart as the previous two. And I just, you know, it doesn't have the the zhuzh that that the first two movies had so that's, that's some of the reasons why coming in at number three which is still a great movie don't get me wrong uh the born ultimatum moving on to my second favorite movie this one was at my number one slot for the entire time i mean as soon as i put it at the number one spot and a movie that not until a few days after having watched all five movies and just 
looking at my list and really kind of contemplating where everything should go, I decided to move this movie from the number one slot down to the number two slot. So this movie coming in at number two, my second favorite Jason Bourne film is The Bourne Identity. It's the original from 2002, directed by Doug Lyman, starring Matt Damon, Franca Potente, uh, Chris Cooper, Clive Owen, Brian Cox, uh, Adwell, uh, Akinoe, uh, Ag uh, Agbaji, among others. Man, I brutalize that name. Uh, the Born Identity is the film that launched the iconic Born series, introducing audiences to Jason Bourne, played by Matt Damon. The man discovers f uh, discovered floating in the Mediterranean Sea with two bullet wounds in his back and no memory of who he is. The only clue to his identity is a bank account number embedded in a device under his skin. After retrieving a safety deposit box in Zurich filled with multiple identities, cash, weapons, Bourne quickly realizes he's being pursued by unknown assailants. He recruits uh, Marie Krutz, played by Frankie, Franca Potente, who I love. I love her as Mary. I love her in general. Uh, great in Run, Lola, Run. But their chemistry in this movie is amazing. Uh, Franca Potente, uh, a down-on-her-luck German traveler who helps Bourne escape promising her a hefty sum in return. As Bourne and Mary journey across Europe, Bourne slowly begins to uncover fragments of his past. He discovers he's an expert in hand-to-hand -hand combat, fluent in multiple languages, and has a unique set of skills that suggest a background in espionage. His journey to discover his identity pits him against various assassins and leads him right to the heart of the CIA, where he unravels uh, the truth about Operation Treadstone, an off-the-books program designed to create the perfect assassin. Unlike many spy thrillers of the time, The Bourne Identity, known for its realistic and grounded action sequences, the film's fights are brutal and efficient, and the car chases, especially the Mini Cooper scene in Paris, are both thrilling and plausible. The film doesn't focus just doesn't just focus on the action; it delves deep into Bourne's psychological turmoil as he grapples with amnesia, uncovering disturbing snippets of his past, and struggling with the morality of his forgotten profession. The dynamic between Jason Bourne and Marie Kreutz is central to the film. Their growing trust and relationship offer a heartwarming contrast to the often cold and violent world they are navigating. The film paints a picture of a vast conspiracy within the U.S. government, setting the tone for deeper exploration in the subsequent movies of the series. The Bourne Identity redefined the spy thriller genre with its unique blend of intense action, character development, and political intrigue. It was, it, uh, was set a box office success and established Jason Bourne as one of the most recognizable and enduring characters in modern cinema i absolutely love the chemistry between uh, jason bourne and marie uh very sexy moments them kissing after she's changing her hair when they realize they need to to get out there's also some funny moments when she just goes in 
Jason has this elaborate plan to get his bill from a hotel, and she just goes in and asks the guy at the counter because he smiled at her. Hilarious moment. Uh, the Mini Cooper Chase epic. Uh, scene, the scene at her ex's house when Jason has to hunt down the assassin is amazing. Um, and I mean, for all those reasons, like this is probably my most enjoyable movie, but I don't think it's the best. I don't think it's the best. And that's why it's here at number two, but it wasn't my number one for the majority of time until after I watched all five recontextualize everything um and in many ways this is tied with my number one but i put the other one higher just because i think it's a better movie as a whole uh and uh but i love this movie so much it was so much fun going back to revisit it so i coming in at number two is the born identity let's take a quick break from the show listeners are you ready to take your experience with the ray taylor show to the next level Dive into Inspired Disorder Plus for just $5 a month. You unlock a world of premium content that's sure to satisfy your every entertainment and artistic craving. Imagine enjoying The Ray Taylor Show, a full week completely ad-free in both audio and video formats. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Get exclusive access to live painting archive, be the first to lay eyes on the new releases from the many faces and enjoy members-only discounts and deals that'll have you coming back for more. With a treasure trove that includes a podcast back catalog boasting 14 unique shows and over 600 episodes, personal insights through my own personal blog, creative writing to spark your imagination, and interactive Ask Me Anything section. Inspired Disorder Plus is a feast for the curious mind. Ready to elevate your entertainment game? Head on over to inspireddisorder.com plus and become a member of an exclusive club. Dive in, indulge, and inspire your senses. Now let's get back to the show. Moving on to my favorite movie from the Bourne franchise. Without further ado... Coming in number one is The Bourne Supremacy. Came out in 2004, directed by Paul Greengrass. In this one, you have Matt Damon, Franco Patente, Brian Cox, Julia Stiles, Carl Urban, Gabriel Mann, Joan Allen, among other great actors. The narrative picks up two years after The Bourne Identity. Jason Bourne, Matt Damon, and Marie Krutz, played by Franco Patente, are now living a quiet life off the grid in India. However, their peace is short-lived when a Russian assassin named uh, Kirill, Kirill, played by Carl Irvin, targets Bourne, believing him to be responsible for a botched CIA operation in Berlin. After a tragic event, Bourne finds himself again, once again, propelled into the violent world of espionage. He's driven by a need for revenge and a desire to find out more about his mysterious past. As Bourne delves deeper, he's, he pursued, uh, he is pursued relentlessly by both assassins and CIA agents. Uh, Pamela Landy, played by Joan Allen, is a high-ranking CIA officer, takes charge of the hunt for Bourne as the agency believes he's holding critical information 
However, as she delves deeper into the covert operations of the CIA, she starts to question the agency's intentions and the truth about Bourne's involvement. The film culminates in a dramatic showdown in Moscow, where Bourne confronts his past and the people who transformed him into the ultimate weapon. Director Paul Greengrass brought his signature handheld shaky cam style to the series, adding a raw and immediate feel to the film's action sequences. The Bourne Supremacy is renowned for its intense action sequences, particularly a car chase through the streets of Moscow, which has been lauded as one of the best cinema in cinematic history. While the first film delved into Bourne's immediate past and his amnesia, Supremacy, however, goes deeper into the machinations of the CIA, exploring themes of betrayal, manipulation, and the cost of covert warfare. The film doesn't shy away from the emotional toll of Bourne's life, the impact of Mary's fate, and Bourne's subsequent quest for the answers, and vengeance adds layers to his character and drives the narrative. The Borm Supremacy continues the success of its predecessor by both critically and in the box office. It deepened the story of Jason Bourne, offering audiences a mix of emotional storytelling and adrenaline-pumping action. The collaboration between Matt Damon and Paul Greengrass also set the tone for subsequent films in the series. It is an upgrade, I would say, in, most every, in almost every way from the first film. Right. Aside from the love interest, which is so tragic, the beginning of this film, but makes it a revenge film. Jason is so smart. I loved uh, a, so much of this movie. I, I loved also and missed Marie uh, from the first movie. Uh, I just I love her as a character and it's like so shocking to, to see what happens to her at the beginning of this film. Uh, Landy is a great addition to this film a very smart movie of how he tracks down everyone brilliant uh everything going on in the government side trying to keep treadstone under wraps is pretty great jason going to apologize to the girl that was left after his first job uh really made jason so much more lovable as a cold-blooded assassin right really gave him some heart like that was the the one purpose of him surviving is so that he can go and give this girl clarity to and tell her the truth of what happened to her parents. Amazing. Uh, multiple moments where Jason is watching them through windows as they talk. Amazing. Including the last shot uh, when Landy tells him his name and date of birth, which is recontextualized in the next movie. Uh, finding out that that was actually just a code to, for her to meet him. Uh, but an, an amazing movie. The action is stepped up. Uh, the revenge aspect of it is great. The rush, the how he takes out the Russian uh, is amazing. The Russian assassin is amazing. Great movie and ends with a really heartwarming thing where Jason goes and tells this woman the truth. What happened to her parents? Uh, I love it. It's a great movie. I could easily swap it with the Born Identity. Easily. This depends. Depends on the mood. I think I enjoyed the Born Identity more, but I think the Born Supremacy is by far the best film in the franchise. It does everything so well. So inventive. 
great action. Um, I, I really, I really did enjoy it. So coming in number one is the born supremacy. Let me recap my list one more time and we'll get out of here. This is my top five born franchise movies ranked starting off with the born legacy at number five. Number four is Jason Bourne. Number three is the born ultimatum. Number two is the born identity. And number one, my favorite born movie is the born supremacy. I would love to hear your rankings, your reasoning for your rankings. Hit me up in the comments. I would love to hear it. Thank you for tuning in to top five from the Ray Taylor show. I hope you enjoyed my rankings and analysis of my top five born franchise movies. Let me know how you would rank them in the comments. Hit me up on social media. Are there any films that I should reconsider changing their ranking? And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on youtube.com slash inspired disorder where all of these episodes are available in video format. And don't forget to tune in next Sunday for an all new episode. See you again next week for more top five. Subscribe to The Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at inspireddisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.